Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I can't take you seriously. Jenny has a tiny little microphone. I just, I saw it before we started recording, but seeing you speak into this tiny mic, it's the size of like, <laughs> like a thumb. You're speaking into like a, like, it looks like a toy mic for a Polly Pocket. Is it a real microphone? It's a real microphone. It's sold on Amazon. It comes in various colors. I chose the metallic hot pink. Oh, I'm probably God. speaking way too close into the mic. It, it, it looks like you were hit by a ray that made you large like it's so fu- it's so funny i don't know why people holding small versions of things makes me laugh i don't know what why where are you using this tiny mic i am in my best friend's house in georgia oh that's why i brought the tiny mic with me because primo kevin our producer was like Jenny, you're going to have to bring your mic with you because you still have to work even though you're on vacation. (laughs) That's how Kevin talks, by the way, in real life. It's funny because we're going to be talking about bullying in Mm -hmm. this episode. And I I feel like there's no way I'm not going to bully you over this tiny microphone. It's just so ridiculous. You know, I don't blame you. If you want to hate... It's just because yeah. you're jealous. It's just because you're jealous of my I'm mic. I'm 100% jealous. I would absolutely love Just because your mic is bigger than my mic, Joanna, it's about how you work it. You're you're a different <laughs> Jenny when you're holding this mic with your two tiny fingers. What if I just, this is the, how I do the podcast forever. I'm just like, I'm just going to hold it like this. Hey, you guys, it's Jenny. And oh I'm my God, gonna, it looks amazing. And this is hyphenated. <laughs> it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Um, Well, I love that you're traveling. Uh, and seeing your friends, I was also traveling. I was in Panama. I didn't have to take my mic because we recorded before I went. And I went for my nephew's bar mitzvah. Wow. And I don't know why, but like teenage kids scare me so much. Like if you put two options in front of me, like walk in front of a group of teenagers or like a sketchy looking dude holding a machete, I'd probably walk towards the man holding the machete. Teenagers freak the shit out of me. And so in the bar mitzvah, there was like two parties, right? There was the adult party and there was the kids party. And I walked to the kids party and I was trying so hard to be cool and like to be liked by these children. My husband was like, why are you fucking doing like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you talking to them and and like trying to be cool? And I'm like, I honestly, I think it's because... When I am around kids that age, I revert back to that age. And I was so 
insecure and bullied during that time and just felt like trash that I like time travel like 13 year old Joanna was around and I she's awful she's dude that happens to me also like kids like teenagers still freak me out like I still feel like I'm awkward severely prone to bullying Jenny because I know what they think right and all of these kids are everyone's insecure nobody knows what the fuck they're doing their bodies are growing in places that they did not expect and they're all trying they're they're all like being jacked up on hormones Mm -hmm. and it should be illegal (laughs) honestly to go through puberty Uh... and I like think that as you adult you stop needing to preemptively make fun of people or judge other people because you feel fine with yourself after a certain age but I feel like Kids these age are like, I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to look at me or make fun of me. So uh, 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 her pants are dumb. Uh, look, look at her pants. You know what I mean? Everything's uncool. Like, that's not cool. Or that's soft. Or that's whatever. Chuggy. Whatever the fuck. You just gotta own the fact that you're fucking corny. And that's what I did. It's exhausting because the perception of being cool is not caring. But everyone cares. Oh, of course they do. There literally came to a point where the kids were asking me to get them alcohol from the adult oh. party, and they were like, "Yo, yo, yo, like." Yeah, you know, you're cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am cool. And they're fucking <laughs> peer pressuring me. These children are peer pressuring me into giving them alcohol. And yo, like for a moment there, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, kids, like I'll do it. And they're like, yo, high five. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. This fucking 32-year-old adult woman being peer pressured by children to give them alcohol. I I, I went, I got the drink. My sister immediately saw me. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, what am I doing? It's almost like I was in this haze. You were back in high school. You were yes. trying to be cool. I was like, oh my God. Yo no puedo. I did a trick and tonic tastes like shit. So I just got two tonics with with ice. And I, 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 and I went and I'm like, guys, I got, I got you guys. I got you guys. And they're like, and they like chugged it. And I'm like, yeah, chug. You fucking chug tonic water. They were but I was, and then they pretended to be drunk. I, I left immediately after that because I was like, I don't want to see the repercussions of my actions. But I just, I, I think spiritually I'm very young. Like I would, I would have rather been in the kid party than in the adult party, but I felt more insecure than I'd ever been in the kid party. And it's insane because these are children and I'm a successful adult. Like it just felt so weird. And and I remember, um, they, they were like on TikTok and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm on TikTok. Yeah, um, and they're like, oh, cool, like, what's your TikTok name? And I'm like, fucking this name? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm old, but, like, I'm fucking dope. And and everyone was like, I don't, we don't care. Like, I don't know. It was all in my head. Oh, my God. I don't know if you've been in a situation where you've you've been bullied later on in life, or has it always been around, like, the, the time everyone gets bullied? specifically it was middle school and a bit in high school i feel like that's when people mostly get bullied right it's like once you again the puberty thing stupid ass fucking hormones because i feel like i got along with everyone up until like fifth grade you know Mm -hmm. like yeah there was stupid kid fights and shit but nothing extreme until i hit about sixth grade i feel like it's the boob phenomenon when the first girl in class gets boobs that's when everything gets fucked yeah, that and periods and like who shaves their leg. It all it all kind of happens at once, you know, and it becomes a battle about who's producing eggs first. I don't know. You know, it's the dumbest shit. 
I literally formed enemies in middle school because I got my period before some of them. These types of chicks who are always like peeking into my purse. Because my abuela was obsessed with me getting my period and she's like, Pon un goti, cotex, un goti en la cartera. And I always had one on me even before I got my period just in case, you know. Yeah. And I had this one chick looking in my bag and like acting mad jealous because she thought I got my period before she did. Everything was like a competition. Like who got bigger boobs? Who got to shave first? Who got to fucking touch someone's pee-pee? I don't know, bro. It was like everything was a competition. Like who did this first? Who did that first? Who got to scam in a movie co theater in Hialeah? Like, you don't say, it was always a thing. It was a, I call it a psychological warfare type of bullying where they will befriend you, they will smile to your face, but then they stab you in the back repeatedly. They'll pull pranks on you that are very mean-spirited. They'll say mean things, but in a way that is so sugar-coated behind like a smile that it throws you off. It wasn't that I was some science nerd with a fucking pocket protector. I was a B-average student I wasn't very studious. I wasn't into the, the, I wasn't a Steve Urkel fucking caricature, right? And I was like, why did I get bullied so relentlessly? But it's because when you enter middle school, there is a straight divide between people. Those who are still holding on to their childhoods and are very inocente and they still love playing with toys and they love playing pretend and they're, they love cartoons and their video games and their comics. And then there's the ones that are trying to let go of their innocence real quick. Like they're they trying be to adults. become, yeah, they want to be adults very quickly. So I had, and then it doesn't help that some, like I was, hello, look at me. I still haven't developed. Um, <laughs> at 35, I'm like, where are my boobies? I'm like, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. So I was stuck with a bunch of mujeronas, like from one year to the next, a bunch of these girls that ended up becoming my bullies shot up in height in titty, in assery, in caderari. Like they had, they, they had womanly bodies and then they were trying to dress sexy and it also didn't help that they had money. I, I don't come from money, so I'm in this fucking private school and these kids have like Louis Vuittons <laughs> and like go on their yachts on the weekends. And I was wearing hand-me-downs and shit, you know? So I was trying so hard to be cool and everything. But at the same time, I was an innocent little kid. Like, I didn't care to start drinking. I didn't care to start doing anything sexual. I played with toys and I loved playing pretend and, you know, being like making music videos with my best friend Jessie in her, in her room. And like, and I think that's why we got bullied. It's just that divide between holding on to your youth and your childhood and your innocence and just wanting to go clubbing at like 14 and like again be an adult it's also like i feel kids think that being more adult is being more cruel which is inherently correct like adults are cruel like you go to any prison and you'll see it but like there's it, it's this it's this like surrogate cruelty that that's like oh this is what this is why i'm bigger and and like more mature than you is because i am awful to you um mm -hmm. which which is like sad there's kind of no winning with these types of people because everyone's whack to them you know including older people yeah they like i remember kids in my school my high school like bullying our teachers yes i mean here's the thing there's a difference i think between the bullying i saw in my american schools and then the bullying in in venezuela and i i can't really put my finger on it the bullying in Venezuela 
there's a word for it and it's chalequeo, which is sort of like mm. bullying, but light because it, the, the intent isn't necessarily to destroy you, but to, to laugh at you. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like el chalequeo would be, you know, I had a friend who had a big nose and everyone thought he was ugly. So they called him el tucan feo. Oh and um, it, it, it went it, and, and that quote unquote bullying actually became his like nickname that we all called him. And and, you know, if you if you put this in like an American school, people would be like, oh, my God, this is bullying. We were going to go to the principal's office. But back home, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, yeah. And then the teachers would be like, si, el tucan feo. And oh it was like, oh, accepted. Like, imagine that happening in the high school in the States, right? Like, it, there's just this accepting mm-hmm. chalequeo. It's like seen as like more light. But then I remember in sixth grade, I was new to the school. No one was talking to me. And I was being bullied by this group of boys. I was always bullied by boys. I, I don't know wow. why. Always bullied by boys. I was never really bullied by girls. And I was like sitting by myself outside at recess and they pretended that there was a, um, they were a metal detector. So they were just beeping with this paper plate and stick in their hand. And then they got to me that they, they put it on my ass and they're like, oh, she's got an, she's got a metal ass. She's got a metal ass. And I cried and I ran away. And then this is in comparison okay just i want you to to compare what happened in my school in caracas to this experience because i went to the principal's office or to the counselor or whatever the fuck and they called my mom and told my mom i had been sexually harassed and my mom arrived and she was like what the fuck happened and i'm like oh yeah these guys with like a fake metal detector like put it on my butt and said i had a metal butt and she was like oh my god thank god and i'm like what do you mean thank god you're belittling you're belittling what i went through and she's like they called me to say you were sexually harassed it's a little different. Oh. <laughs> and I remember that after that day, like they they had to, uh, ap- all the boys had to apologize to me. And it, it was almost worse than the bullying because all the moms were there. And it was just like, I felt, I'm like, can we just like move on? Can we pretend this never happened? They had to like write letters saying they were sorry to me. It was almost like the entire process afterwards made the bullying worse and i after that oh i was like you know what God. i think i'm just gonna like keep it to myself yeah i have no idea where those where those kids are now actually um <laughs> but yeah that's interesting that you were bullied by girls i was always bullied by boys and and in elementary school i was bullied by my crush oh god he told me that he had a crush on me and then in front of the whole school bus was like just kidding you're ugly and that guy like made my life a living hell and i looked him up on facebook a couple years ago and i was like i'm gonna gonna just like send him a message and be like yo look what i've become this beautiful flower you piece of shit and i and i like (laughs) find him on facebook and then I like write, hey, how's it going? I can't say his name. He didn't respond. And then after a few months, I like looked at his Facebook again and he had posted like, hey, everyone, um, I'm finally out of rehab after the third time. And like, you know, I'm moving away. And it, like his so- story was utterly tragic, right? Like it was just this guy has had the worst adulthood ever. And here I was thinking that like, you know, I was going to redeem my childhood self like I already redeemed myself by just existing and him just like going to a really horrible place in his life like that was enough for me I was like oh you know what and I like deleted my message and just blocked him so he would never see me like I was so embarrassed by it like I was like oh my god this guy is probably like this this woman doesn't like let things go he probably doesn't even remember that he bullied me most of them don't it seems or it's just selective memory Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen. 
because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. So there's this one girl who hated my guts. And I, I've known her since kindergarten, right? But we were okay. We were okay through the fifth grade. Again, once the, the nips started to inflate, all hell breaks loose in middle school. It's the boob effect. It's the boob effect, especially when you have one growing first and it's just awkward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's happened. It does. It does happen regularly. It happened to me. It's a titty race. My right one yeah. beat the left one. Oh, my left one beat the right one. Mm, interesting. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so this girl, she hated you. Again, it was a, it was the psychological warfare type of bullying. The kind that you kind of, you, you know that they're talking shit about you in front of your face. They look like you say something and then they turn around and they start oh whispering God, yes. at each other and they look at you and they start giggling. And, but then they act like you're, they're your friend. And then they, it's a whole like, fucking. We weren't talking about you. Like, um, and no. everything's about you. And it's like, yeah. you were pointing at me. And then it's a lot of gaslighting for sure. Yeah. Like they, they gaslight oh God, you. They make you think you're, you're whatever. So she hated my guts. And the reason why I know for sure, other than like the typical bullying behavior, was that she ended up going to my same high school. Her cousin was, I'm totally giving away who this is. Her cousin was my chambelan for making quinceanera. Oh my and God. I knew him also because I went to kindergarten with him. He knew that I had a lot of issues with her and stuff. And he was always very nice to me. He didn't understand why his cousin was such a fucking douche canoe to me. And so one day he agreed to let us log into his AIM account and chat with her as if it was him. And she confessed to him. She's like, she wanted to um, crash my quinceanera because she wasn't invited to it. She wanted to crash it. This is so Miami. She's like, I'm going to come with all these people from XX gang and I'm going to show from a up gang? from a gang. This escalated so quickly. Bro, oh my I know. God. It's always like thug life and like you live in Kendall. Anyway, so it, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to crash her 15s and all this stuff. And there was a point where she goes, I have never hated anyone as much as I hate Jenny Lorenzo. So she admitted it. Like, this is not me guessing. Like, obviously, it, it's matched her behavior over the years, but she hated my tripas. I mean, this girl like probably wasn't paying attention in history class because there's we'll a lot say. of people in history that she could have hated you know that's justified just like if like, she had that negative energy she'd be she could have been like oh you know who i fucking hate hitler you know what i mean it's like okay this hatred seems a little bit unfounded okay but continue years pass years pass years pass all the way to like maybe three years ago okay and some mutual friends of hers who i didn't know were mutual friends were holding some kind of fundraiser i i said oh i don't live in miami but i'm gonna send my mom and she's gonna donate some stuff my mom took a photo with them next thing i know in the comments is this bully of mine going, oh my God, I went to school with Jenny and she's just as funny as she's always been. No. So then I'm like, what? I hate her. She hated my guts. Bueno, turns out she was following me on Instagram. She reached out a couple times. One of the times was to like, again, 
compliment me and my comedy and ask me if I wanted to promote her jewelry line no. as abuela. No. I ignored it. No, no, no. I thought you were going to say she she apologized. Not that she no. wanted to use you for her fucking like jewelry company. And I was like, pero con que cara? Pero con que cara? Like ever since I started acquiring any sort of internet fame, they all start coming out of the bushes like, oh my God. And I'm just like, girl, I'm sorry. Like I might have shitty like short-term memory but i have great long-term memory especially when it's traumatic shit where you felt like you were so ugly and unwanted and unpopular and like fucking trash like i was made to feel like trash by a lot of these girls specifically i was really only ever bullied by maybe one or two boys mm -hmm. but it was mostly the girls they like relentless bullying and I do think, though, psychologically, when I think back, because I'm like, I wasn't the only nerd in my class. There was a bunch of nerdy girls. We we're all awkward and weird and innocent and geeky and all that shit. But I'm like, why did I get bullied the most? <laughs> like, I was one of the most heavily bullied to my recollection. But then I realized I was also the drama kid. I was also the lead in a lot of the school plays. And when you're in elementary, middle school, every girl thinks they're going to become the next Miley Cyrus or the next Disney Channel star. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it, a lot of the hate came from because my abuela and my mom used to be like, getting celo, they're jealous. And I'm like, what are they jealous of? I am ugly. I have yeah. crooked teeth with multicolored braces that match the holidays. I have greasy <laughs> hair, pimples. I don't have boobs. I am poor. Like, what is there for them to envy? There is literally nothing for them to envy. A lot of these girls were actually very beautiful, like flawless skin, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. They had money and popularity. It's unfair how some people go through puberty and they and you look at the pictures and they're like, look great. And I'm like, honestly, you don't deserve <laughs> adulthood. They, dude, it was just flawless and I'm like, what are they jealous of? So I always rolled my eyes at my grandma and my mom. I'm like, they're not fucking jealous. But now I realize that there could have been some jealousy there because at the end of the day, the ugly duckling was still winning first place at the drama competitions and always got cast as the lead. It's interesting how I think the boy bullying was was really weird because it always felt kind of like sexual and, and weird mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. bad. And then the girl bullying, because now with your story, I remember I was bullied by girls. But mm. every time it was a, a female bully, it was always linked to boys because a, a boy liked me or because whatever. In Caracas, I was dating mm. a boy from another school who was the hottest boy in that school. Like, I don't know how I did it to this day. I mean, truly, I don't know how I fucking pull that off. This guy's only dated models since he dated me. So clearly he started at the top and went downhill. You are ridiculous anyway. No, dude, that guy, that guy dated Miss Universe for years I, I i just just to comp my, my first boyfriend dated the most beautiful woman in the world after me um so you know this guy this guy was a good looking good looking young man mm -hmm. I, he was my first boyfriend i had never had a boyfriend i had never really been successful with boys and i went from that to like getting the hottest guy in town to chris evans uh-huh holy shit and it, 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 people were like oh she, she, so she's with him, you know, and the girls of the school hated me for it, hated me for it. And I didn't know this until like later on. They referred to me as La Caballota <gasps> because I was big and had a long face and they said I looked like a horse. 
I, I would hear this in the parties and just assume that it was a nickname for someone, like one of these like mean nicknames that I've like, El Tucan Feo. I had a nickname like that, but I wasn't aware of it. And then we broke up and like everyone made fun of me and whatever. And I remember my mom trying to make me feel better. It's like, pero Joana, los caballos son los animales más bellos. And I'm like, mother, that's not the fucking point. Pero mira, and my mom would like get like, get me a beautiful like, like little he got she got me a little painting in an airport of a beautiful white horse oh and i'm like this is not God. fucking helping mother your mom and i remember like years passed and like i sort of forgot about it and then like a lot of these girls we ended up in the same circles and we became friends Eesh. and then i asked them do you remember that and they were like we were fucking awful and she was like it was almost like we wanted him and you had him uh, for six months <laughs> and like we couldn't handle it well, at least they admitted it. Shit. Yeah. But I remember how I was like, oh, I'm not going to let this affect me. But it was like the first YouTube comment I ever received, like the first troll comment was by these women. Because afterwards, like a lot of my troll comments on YouTube talk about my long face. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they People were my first are... trolls. Yeah, they are. They really are your first trolls. And it really makes me glad in a way that I am not a kid in this day and age because I I don't know where my mental health would be. I was already a neurotic, anxiety, OCD-ridden child. And it was hard enough as it was to deal with in-person shady bullying and knowing that people were laughing about you behind your back and you couldn't really stand up to them because if you did, they'd either get worse and meaner or they would gaslight you. It's like you're then dealing with filters and more ridiculous like beauty standards and shit and then like getting bullied relentlessly. I think the worst that I ever dealt with back then, this is before MySpace, because again, middle school, there would be like those like online shitty guest books on like angel fire websites. Oh yeah, it was like, like anonymous comments. Anonymous, yeah, like people would leave like an, or like live journal and stuff like that. That was the probably the worst of it that sometimes you had to deal with some kind of bullying. I remember there was a website that was like an anonymous, like ask me anything. And it oh, became yeah. really trendy for a while. And I was always terrified of doing it. And the one time I did it, I deleted it after the first question I got, which was, are you a lesbian? And I was like, how did they know? But, but it, because I was bi. <laughs> I was bi, but no one knew I was bi. And I was like, oh, no, they can tell. I'm, a, I'm like, I swing in different. I don't, I don't know. I was so insecure back then. I don't, I don't remember how old I was. And maybe I wasn't even sure that I was bi back then. But when they said, are you a lesbian? I was like, that's it. I'm going to get nothing but terrible questions, which in hindsight, being asked if you're a lesbian is not a terrible question. But back then, it especially was. I just didn't have the guts for that kind of shit, you know? And But that was probably the worst of it. And now, oh God, I don't want to know. I think it's interesting because like trolls and stuff, the really mean comments I get online, the feeling I get is the same feeling I used to get as a kid. Yeah. Which is weird because a troll is someone you don't know i don't know what they look like I, it, they're not important to me in my life you know my social life doesn't depend on this person liking me and yet it still hurts in like the same place because it's it's like toying with your insecurities but also letting you know of insecurities you didn't know you had like i didn't know i had a long face why don't they call <laughs> me pig face why because my nose you can see my nostrils without me having oh. to tip my head Oh my god. How do they find these things? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these motherfuckers should be in CSI. Like they find some fucked up shit. Like their attention to detail is remarkable at least. Remarkable. Truly. They should all be uh stand-up comics. Um 
So it's it's weird. You grow up with these kids who are your friends, and then you see them slowly evolve into jerkwads. And that happens a lot. They just kind of try to, they abandon their good friends to go with the cool crowd, and then they're miserable. And then I'm sorry. Like, I look at a lot of these people's lives now, and I'm like, y'all are boring. Yeah. This is some whack-ass shit. You know, I live an exciting fucking life, <laughs> wearing wigs all day. <laughs> yeah. Every day is a new adventure. I get to voice in cartoons. I play a grandma for a living. I live in L.A. I have a dog. <laughs> these are all pretty normal. Like, the last four <laughs> things are pretty normal. <laughs> I have a dog. I have a walk-in closet, <laughs> granite countertops, stainless steel appliances. But it's like, yeah, like, like I, I think being a nerd is, is cool. And I'm not saying it because I'm a nerd. It's like, it wasn't until I started meeting other nerds that I finally felt excited in life, about life. Like I finally was like enjoyed life because these people don't give a fuck. We love what we love. We're, we're loud and we're passionate about our fandoms and cosplay and just being giant kids. It's not that you need to be a geek to be a giant kid. I just think a lot of these people were so in a rush to become adults that then they stayed at that age permanently. Yeah, and because they're they just kind of stuck. They peaked. They were so fucking they're cool. Just, like we had to work to, I, I had to work to find people and like find myself because I'm like, I don't like this. Like the status quo ain't working for me. Um, being called yeah. like names and shit, like not for me. And then I'm like, mm, now I have a YouTube channel and I'm, I get called names by strangers, but <laughs> it's cause I love what I do. Um, but I, sometimes I look around the world. Like sometimes I'm like hanging out with a group of people and I'm like, my school, my schools were filled with bullies. Like how many of these motherfuckers were bullies when they were kids? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, did this guy, this guy's Chad is nice now. But what was Chad like in sixth grade? In sixth grade. And I feel like you can usually tell. Oh, yeah, you can. Like, because they, they don't change. People think, no. oh, they were just kids. And they, a lot of them have. And I'll tell you straight up right now. And a lot of bullies, I got to say, I mean, a lot of bullies get really far in life. <coughs> President. Um, but I think, <laughs> uh, but I think most of them, I mean, the ones that I've seen or what you said, just remarkably boring now. Just, just so I, boring. I, I just don't, or they're in rehab, you know, <laughs> they're selling Herbalife, they're just whatever, you know, and like, they're moms now and dads, and I'm just like, I hope their kids aren't like, <laughs> you know, now our, our, our generation is having children, and I'm just like, Ooh. yo, what the fuck you're going to do? Like, like, what's going to happen to those? Are those kids going to be bullies? I think as human beings, we're all a bunch of dicks, but bullying has always fascinated me because of the psychology behind it. And I know a lot of times it's because the kid isn't receiving love at home or I, I don't know. I mean, some have truly stumped me because I personally knew their families and they had a very healthy upbringing. Parents still married, no abuse, no trauma, just very loved and very smothered and then they still became bullies that to me is more of a giant question mark mm -hmm. where i'm just like why like every villain has an origin story why doesn't every bully have an origin story like if you're gonna be a bully just like have a story start clean with clorox because clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because 
I have a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know what I love to think about? The evolution of women's bathrooms in my life. <laughs> because, like, the the girls' bathroom in in middle school was a nightmare. I hated it. I'd go in really quickly and leave because, like, People would be talking about like other people and periods and whatever. And then when I was in high school, I'd go to like teen bar and then I'd go to that bathroom and girls would like be looking you up and down and being really judgmental. And then I think about the bathrooms I go into now and it's just a bunch of drunk women like, oh my God, I love your pants. Where'd you get them? Oh my God. Yeah, there's queen. definitely more love. Leave that man at the bar and we'll run away together. <laughs> well, let's go to Bali. I just met you. And I'm like, yo, where did this come from? And I think it's, I do think now people and women in particular are talking about this need for the male gaze, like all of the bullying that you talked about and stuff and like that I went through is this desire to be perceived as beautiful and wanted by boys or whatever. And I've seen a lot of this rhetoric recently where it's, where it's kind of like support the women and, and don't, um, don't destroy to make yourself feel better. And I think, I don't know if it's us being an, being adults and having that be part of it or, or what, but I, I, I do I do know I've noticed the difference I've noticed the difference of how women interact strangers strangers interact in my life yes because I've never seen that before it could be social media right like we're there's more you know conversations happening around that and like mm -hmm. supporting each other uplifting each other when you were a kid it felt like oh my god my big problem is I like Alex and he doesn't like me back and he likes Natalia and I'm going to make her fucking life hell. And then we grow up and it's like, oh my God, there's inequality, there's sexism, there's all this fucking shit in the world. Like, I don't have time for Natalia, man. Like, you know what I mean? Also, Alex is a dick. Like, it's like, oh my God, all of these things I thought were about me and about my insecurities and stuff. It's like, oh my God, there's so much, there's so many things in the world that are so problematic. I just Because don't we have go time. through so much as yeah. women and it's like... It's, it's sad though, because I see it happen a lot where like a lot of my, you know, girlfriends who are, you know, super attractive, like model-esque, and they're like, they're like, I have no girlfriends, Jenny, because they're threatened by them. Yo creo que eso es algo, and I hate to say it, I think es algo Latino también. I was once in a bathroom in Cali, Colombia, where my husband is from. I was at, at a at a party, a big party, and I was in the women's bathroom line, and I could tell these women were making fun of me. <gasps> I was 25 or 26. Like, I'm an adult, okay? And I can tell these women are making fun of me. And I I hadn't felt that in years. I, I, you know, these are also like 40-year-old women. Like, it, it felt very bizarre. And I asked them, I was like, I'm so sorry. Are you talking about me? And they were like, <laughs> yeah. And then they turned around and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not cool. Can you stop making, I don't know why you're like, what's up? And then they go, where are you from? And I'm like, Venezuela, <laughs> of course you are. And then turn around and I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Your bullying doesn't even make sense. And it felt like un acoso. 
And then I realized it was because I was an outsider dating my husband who was from this social circle and they were mad about it. And it felt really como competitive. Like, I feel like when social circles are small, it's still like being in a classroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. If uh-huh. when your life, if your life is 200 people, if you're in a small community or whatever of 200, that's like being in a school. And all of these social dynamics translate from high school to your, to your life. So these 40 year old women are acting like 13 year old girls in the bathroom because their social circles are as small as a school. Mm. And I think como que el chismoseo, like being Jewish in Aventura, is like un chismoseo. Everyone knows your business. Everyone's like, I don't know if they bully necessarily, but maybe they've made people feel uncomfortable. It's a type of bullying, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I think the places I felt the the most wonderful in random bathrooms are like in big cities where everyone's trying to fight for themselves and fend for themselves and they don't have time. You know? And they don't have a, a social cushion. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't bully random strangers that aren't connected to you in a New York bathroom and come out alive. Like, but if you're in this, si tú estás en, sabes, un country club, en no sé qué cosa, y entra alguien que tú no conoces, ¿quién es esta? You know what I mean? Dude, you just, man... I mean, it's something I've been thinking about for a very long time, but you just nailed it because it's the reality, at least of my life being bullied, was all by Latina women. If I look back at every single woman who bullied me from age five to now, (laughs) and not even like for me in terms of the present, it's not so much bullying, it's more like dealing with assholes and backstabbers and, and, and people who pretend to be your friend and then treat you like shit from one day to the next, has all been Latinas. This this podcast is now the anti-Latina podcast. We Dude. hate them. We are them. But they are awful. I'm kidding. We're the worst. <laughs> no, bueno, I mean, there's, pero, there's, there's something there. O sea, I don't think mm-hmm. it's a coincidence. I don't think no. that they're inherently evil. I just, obviously, we are <laughs> Latina women. I just think that there's something societal i think there's some pressures i think there's some expectations i think that the way that we are expected to be beautiful above all else and seek the male gaze constantly inherently puts us in a situation that we compete with each other instead of work with each other and i think that's something that you know i get desatar o sea and and you know to this day i i've worked with women latinas really wonderful smart women and they tell me things like Oh, wow, I love working with you. I don't usually like working with women. They're catty and bitchy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, o sea, como que, okay, but like, maybe we expect each other to act that way before we act that way because we're told we act that way and we're told to act that way. There's this just deep-seated competition with women and I think it's because we are still in a society that women are seen very much through the lens of gender and like la madre and la abuela and la pura y la puta. Like all of these things that society puts on women is very evident in Latino culture, I feel. And I think it feeds a lot of this sort of toxic environment that women don't feel like other women are out to get them. I, I think that's so sad. And I wish that wasn't the case because I, I, I just hate it so much. I really do. And it's like, you know, now that I've been in the world, you know, generally the people that have helped me the most have been women who have gone through similar things than me. But then the people that have been the meanest to me have also been women. 
Dude, man, this is so hard to navigate. It's like I am lost in a maze. I came out to LA just terrified of how I was going to be treated. And, you know, it was like a fucking dog eat dog situation in the industry in general, no matter where you live. But to be honest, I was shocked by you. I'm just going to be you real. You were shocked because, by me? By you, because I experienced so much trauma in in Miami when it came to the competitiveness of women specifically and the cattiness and the jealousy and the backstabbing and the fakeness that you were one of the people that shocked me because I feel like people expected you and I to be competitive with each other and, and not be friends because we're, we both do similar shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you were at Flaman, I was at BuzzFeed and we make Latino sketch comedy. We're both bilingual. We both live in the hyphen and we're both hot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. You're a beautiful horse and I'm a gorgeous little pig. You I, know? Love a, so, I, I love this little animal farm we have here. We're this just sexy you know? ass animal farm. <laughs> <laughs> we're just eating, you know, we're just eating carrots and um, enjoying life. So when we became friends and you didn't seem threatened by me, you seemed to be like, cool, another comedian. And then, and then even more so when you were like, hey, let's do this podcast. Hey, let's work together. And like, you've helped me so much, dude. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's not so bad. There are good people out there. They're not coming <laughs> like, to get you. Because I've always been of the mentality that we are stronger in numbers. I think what you're saying, and I think it's, I think every sense of bullying, it, it does, I, I think, at the core, is anyone feeling threatened. Yes. By their social status, by their success, by what they feel by for, about themselves, by what they think other people perceive of them. I don't think anyone goes out bullying when they feel fucking great about themselves. Like, no. I just don't think that happens. What a waste no. of fucking time. Like, that's precious time you could be spending at the gym or watching Netflix or cook, learning to cook. Like, why the fuck would you waste your time on that bullshit? So, you know, I think um, I... I, I do not feel threatened um, I because I think one thing I've learned in comedy, which I think is the case for any facet in life, it's that comparing people is like comparing apples to fucking whales. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like in casting. My friend books a role. She looks completely different. She acts completely differently. She's a different human being and she was a better fit for this. Yeah. How is this a competition when it's not a one-for-one -one comparison? No. And being in the comedy space and in the acting space and stuff, I've learned that like, there's just like no point to compare people. And you are you and they are them. And I think when you're growing up and you don't know who you are, it feels more like it is a competition. And it's absolutely not. It's just not. And it, and the moment you stop seeing life as a competition, it becomes so much more enjoyable and successful. It's so much more enjoyable. It really is, man. It's like, it's such a nice feeling to look at another friend's success and be like, that's awesome. Because ultimately, you want people to be happy for you. Yeah, you want, and and like, sabes como que there's this case of I I don't want to give specifics of this person who got who got a show and then, uh, this person refused to put like other Latinos in the writers' room because he he would feel threatened, and I, I I couldn't believe it when I heard it, um, because I was frustrated that someone would think that way 
And it's almost like a really passive form of bullying is what he did. Like that yep. is a form of bu- like that is a form of bullying. It's like you're stopping someone from accomplishing their dream purposefully because you feel threatened. Um, and I think about how much more successful that show would have been yep. if he had if he had been okay with himself fully. And I know what you're talking okay about too. With himself, that he would have filled that room with people that maybe are funnier than him or more Latino in certain. Dude, cir- that's all I dream him. about. You have no idea how much I fantasize about the day that I sell a show. And I put a bunch of funniest fuck people in it and behind the scenes writing. I don't give a, I hope that you're funnier than me because I don't think I could carry this shit on my own. I'm like, I want to make sure I have the best of the best in that fucking room because I want the show to succeed. I want people to laugh. And what the fuck's the point of gatekeeping? But isn't it crazy that, um, and I've talked about this with a, a, a TV writer, a veteran TV writer who's a very good friend of mine. And... He was talking to me about how shows and some writers' rooms and showrunners can be an incredibly toxic place. That the entertainment industry can be incredibly fucking toxic. Incredibly full of bullying, full of all of these things. And taking it back to what we were talking about in high school, like this is an industry also where people are struggling all the time and they fucking have to work hard to get the next show and the show might not be, not go to you know, season and might not go to series and this pilot might not function. Like you're constantly being rocked by failure. And that makes people insecure about themselves and their talent. All the time. Yeah, I know. So there's a reason why it can get really toxic. And it's because it's like a high school, like we're all getting tested all the time and getting F's on our papers. And we look at someone with more success and it's like, why the fuck are they more successful than me? Fuck them. Um, But there's just no point in comparing. There's just no point in comparing. And and I think that that's something that uh, in high in middle school, I would always compare how pretty girls were in comparison to me and wanted to be like other girls. I wanted to be like Alex Schuster. She was so pretty. And then like that, it's just, I'm never going to be Alex Schuster. Like unless, unless I fucking meet a, a, a mad scientist that merges my DNA with her then maybe I can be a better Alex Schuster. I don't know. Probably not. Like, there's no way. There's just no way. We ended up through this discussion, found this like common denominator of it's beyond jealousy. It's it's a threat. Threat. Feeling threatened. This threat. And, and ultimately it all ties down to insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I think we all just as people, we need to be more introspective and look within ourselves more. And I think not enough people do that. <laughs> because no. you can tell how little self-awareness some people have when like the people that have bullied us have like peeked around the corner and are acting like they never did do you think it's selective memory do you think they're like i was never a bully dude I don't oh know. my god was i ever a bully it makes you think right i'm scared but i feel like if i was ever atrevida enough to reach out to someone i would start with an apology if like yeah. you know what i mean like i'd be like hey i just want to reach out i, I see you're doing great you i'm know, sorry I to congratulate and i'm sorry because if not you you look a dumbass like i'm so- Yo, uh, Ashley, um, reach out. I want to buy some some shitty ass jewelry uh, and promote it. Just kidding. Apologize to Jenny. <laughs> Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean. 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.